All right, lovely to have you. Um, so this is our very, very first episode recording of pageant chats with House of Pageantry. And what we're really gonna do is just get to know you a bit better. And especially because you are of um, Caribbean descent, we're gonna ask you a few questions also about culture and how it, what it means really to be a black woman in the pageant industry. But first of all, introduce yourself. Who are you and what does it say on your lovely sash? Of course, so my name is Chanel and thank you very much for having me. On my sash it says Young European um, International Ms and I'm representing South London. So this is the Yemi finals will be in, um, in November, so coming up quite close. Um, so yeah, I'm representing South London in that as well as we're using my platform to spread awareness on domestic abuse. As you touched on, I am originally from the Caribbean, don't know if you saw like my, yeah, I saw. <laughs> my flags united there. So and in pageantry, it, it's a lot, it means a lot to me because I use also my platform to spread my culture and share it with others because I think it's really important that we each understand different cultures. Cool. Um, you touched on something that I was actually going to ask you. Like I have this list of questions, but I feel like we're going to have just an informal chat rather than me be like one question, <laughs> two questions. So you already spoke a bit about your platform. Like why did you choose domestic violence as one of your, well, what, as your platform to talk about? Why? Yeah. Well, for me, growing up in the Caribbean, it was um, almost a sense of domestic abuse was almost seen like a normality, which it is not. And also, I grew up in a home where domestic violence was present um, mm -hmm. at a very young age. Mm -hmm. So after seeing it and going through phases that, you know, there are things that I didn't know that it was an effect from that or you know I was going through like the trauma of it in the sense that even though I wasn't the person that was being abused the if I was still affected by it in multiple ways and as so I started to grow older I started to do a lot more research I mean people say Google is your best friend so <laughs> I honestly started to Google and I started to read up and understand it and you know once I started to develop more of an understanding I took up a lot more interest I've gone to do trainings and to see how I can help people because for like myself I experienced my mum going into temporary accommodation and going through that guidance and you know having counsellors also counsel us as myself and my brother at the time and I always look and say oh my gosh these people taking so much time out of their day to like help us you know so I always thought they helped me overcome that situation in my life. And I want to share with others that, you know, it's not necessary to hold you back. It's also to help you so you can help others. And it's also a taboo subject that multiple people don't talk about. And I, I want to talk about it because I want us to be more aware because I wasn't aware when I was younger, let's say. Makes sense. And do you know what? I think this is one thing that I love about beauty pageants is a platform for us to speak about things that nobody ever really speaks about or is yeah. scared to speak about. So I really commend you for being so comfortable to A, share your story with us, but also letting that be your platform. Alongside your platform, do you have a campaign that you're running or how can people support you with what you're doing? Yeah, of course. So I've actually recently started a campaign, which is the hashtag is it's not always as it seems. Ooh. And it was really important for me. It took, I honestly have been working on the campaign for months. 
and I've held back on launching it because I wanted to get the message across in the right way. So when I felt comfortable doing so, I decided I'm launching my campaign and it's basically us as you know pageant girls or outside of pageant where we have the opportunity to show the glam side the happy side the laughy side and then another photo beside it which you know stripped down no makeup mm. you know just plain no smiling because a lot of women that are experienced experiencing domestic abuse are actually you know when they go out to public you see they look normal. They don't look exactly yeah, yeah, different from anyone else. And you might say, oh, they look happy. But sometimes they put on the mask and play the charade. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't often get to see what's behind closed doors. So that's the reason for my campaign to share with others that, you know, it's okay. You should ask your friends if they're okay. And, yeah. you know, have that open conversation because then all the times you will see what's happening because it's always not as it seems so there you no, go it's, it's a really good um hashtag and definitely when we post this we're going to make sure that you know your hashtag is there your ad is there but we will get to all of that shout out at the end um okay cool so tell me a bit more about your pageant itself like what are the rounds like is there going to be like an interview session is there going mm -hmm. to be a maybe a dance routine that you need to do because um, I know you and dancing, because um, I know you personally as well. Do you know yeah. what? Just answer it yourself. Like, <laughs> what is All right, so, <laughs> with Yemi, um, the reason why I actually chose it, because, you know, there's so many pageants out there, you could mm -hmm. choose multiple. I chose Yemi because it gave me the opportunity to have my own platform and mm -hmm. my own charity. Means I could spread awareness on the subject, which yeah. is domestic abuse. That means a lot to me. Um, so I absolutely love that. And you know, my chosen charity at the moment is Celeste Women's Aid that support women and families mm -hmm. going through domestic abuse. Also, the rounds in Yemi, we have interview round, which is three minutes long. Mm -hmm. That is probably the scariest part for me. <laughs> Because as much as people will always see, you know, I'm happy and smiley, you get that nervousness does come over you when you're in front of a panel of judges. Um, then we have the opening round. Last year, the opening round was, um, I think it's, I can't remember the name of the person that's singing, but it's Nair, Hair, yeah, Heels. It was like something from RuPaul Drag Race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to go through. Either way, it was um, actually shared on his Instagram page, which Ooh. was quite a big deal. Um, Hannah Golding, which is the current Queens of Queens, yeah, and also yeah. one of my Yeah, she's the one that actually came up with the moves and everything for it and it was really good um what well, it wasn't say it's not difficult to learn because it's more hand movements and walking um, but very fast paced but i enjoyed that section and then we have a fashion wear which is quite fun um you have I red white and amazing blue. in that fashion wear round because you, you love your glamorous fit, you know. <laughs> big earrings you know everything your beautiful legs definitely i can see you yeah, yeah, yep. love the fashion wear. I actually love the music with the fashion wear. And they have red, white, and blue, which is similar to fashion wear, but it can be a little bit more laid back because it could be as simple as a blue skirt, red top, white earrings, white shoes. So, um, but no flags. Um, but it's to merge with the international section as well. Um, and then we have our evening round, 
which is, you know, one of my favorites as well. Because I get to, yep. you know, you love the glam. Deep down, you love it. I know you do. <laughs> of course. That's why I came into pageant land to get to look glamorous. I don't look like this every day. Honestly. <laughs> um, okay, so since you're saying this is why you came into pageant land, have you done any other pageants before? And what pageants have you done? Yes, I've done a few before. My very first pageant was Miss Jamaica UK, um, which was the reason for that at that time was because I moved here permanently at 16, so didn't have much friends. Um, and this was at 19. I was like, you know, say I'm going to join to see if I could meet people from like my background. And, you know, just so people that I thought would understand me <laughs> as well sometimes because I had a really heavy accent. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I did Miss Jamaica UK. So that was my first one. And then after that, I got the bug and fell in love with the glamour side as well. Um, yeah, and I did, did a few in between. Did Miss Caribbean UK. Place runner up, had the opportunity to go international twice, which was really amazing and was definitely a great experience and being able to represent Jamaica internationally as well. And there was a few others, Miss Diamond and so that I've done along the way. So I don't do. (laughs) Well, you seem like a little pro out here. Wouldn't say myself as a pro, but you know, I have experience, (laughs) let's say. Um, okay, so what is it like to compete internationally? It's different. Um, you know, I, if anyone knows me, like personally, you know, I'm a big thing about, you know, being in people's culture. Like, I want to know. I want to, yeah. like, yep. Yep. I'm quite intrigued. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm just like, why do you eat this? Why, you know, I'm, I'm very yeah. much saliva. I've been through it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so going international was um, in the sense of meeting other girls from different countries was like wow amazing for me because I get to like explore countries that I've never been but I can just do it with the girls and it was like I did three weeks in Canada which I you know you can find it a bit overwhelming on one side every day putting on makeup and all that but it's also fun at the same time because you have a roommate you um, do things every day you know rehearsals and so forth and you just create this bond with females that you never thought maybe before you would have never ever have met them because they're coming from different across like different parts of the world and i can say like i my roommate at time is australia nicole we're actually still really close now she's in london we message each other on birthdays you know we still call each other we don't talk every day but we still definitely have that really close bond from being roommates in canada so yeah you know whether um your friend roommate is still competing She's not. She's actually a, a frontline worker in Australia. Oh, so wow. she has been working work. through the whole COVID. Um, you know, she does model. I haven't seen her recently do a pageant, but I wouldn't say she's definitely put it behind her just yet. Mm. Yeah. There's something that you spoke about, or we've been constantly going back to, which is the aspect of culture. Yeah. So do you know what? I'm also a woman of color, as you can tell, and I'm originally from Ghana. And when I did pageants, gosh, my parents were going at it. They were going at it. What did your parents say or your mom or your dad or your cousins, siblings even said when you told them that you're going to do a pageant? Well, so from my mom's side, she was like, oh, yeah, girl, go. <laughs> she, she was the one mainly pushing me. Um, in, in Jamaica, pageant is quite a big thing. 
you know yeah, they, they really support their you know miss world miss universe in jamaica it's, it's really massively supportive yeah. and so from my mum's side not an issue at all um but from my dad my dad is rastafarian Ooh, okay. um, yeah so very conservative very you know has you know his opinion of what i should wear what i should wear, <laughs> what i should do and you know when I ever, when I was section of my life growing up with my dad, even going to the beach, you wouldn't wear even a bikini or even a like swimwear one piece on mm-hmm. its own. You would have shorts over it and you'd still, you yep. know, cover up and be a bit conservative. So from his side, it was a lot, a lot mm, you know, touchy, don't, wasn't a, you know, didn't approve of it. Um, but, you know, at the time I wasn't living with him, so I was a little bit cheeky to say, okay, mom, I'm still going to do it. <laughs> you know, he got to me from all the way in Jamaica. <laughs> I, I, I leaped and I, and I did it. Um, and I would tell you, my dad doesn't really do Facebook, um, but other people around him do. And when he called me once and when this is when the publications were coming about um, me preparing to go to Canada and supporting and going to represent Jamaica internationally and he called me and he was really proud oh do you know what I was I thought for a second he was gonna say do you know what no this is it I'm disowning you as a child yeah (laughs) you know sisters that are watching I'm I'm my dad's favorite so I couldn't do he wouldn't disown me (laughs) <laughs> but he wasn't that bad. Not tell anyone this. No, <laughs> be watching this. But, um, but my, you know, he was. He had his reservations in the beginning, and he was against it. He didn't know. I'll be honest. He didn't know that I went ahead and did the pageants like the first few. It was mainly when the publications started yeah. to come out, and you know, there was newspaper articles here and in Jamaica about you know, with my face. <laughs> Um, promoting that I will be representing Jamaica and Canada and Miss Globe and when he saw it he, he called me and he was proud mainly because you know after reading the interview and seeing what I've said and why I'm doing it and understanding the importance of representing my country he was very proud in the sense that he's happy that even though he's maybe not proud of me going on a stage in bikini or so what but what I will stand for because a lot of people and I think my dad was one of them that mainly saw just a bikini round and just a glamorous round and didn't take the understanding of what other works get done mm-hmm. behind the scenes of a pageant and what we actually do mm-hmm. and I think once he opened up his mind to that he was a little bit more like you know yeah it's my daughter he still has that article actually framed when I went to Jamaica last year it's framed and so he is you know as even though he had his reservations he's still very very proud of what I'm doing whoa 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 you know what I love the fact that you changed your dad's perception of pageantry and I think that is what pageantry should all be about like changing people's perception with that being said I have a killer question for you okay um, you know what my team and me we were sitting there we were like we need a killer question that we can ask at the end what are we going to ask these people because we didn't want to ask oh what is your greatest advice that you yeah. need to, do you know no no we want to see how you're going to answer it and help you also prepare for your interview round so, <clears throat> so I'm gonna <laughs> <end it. laughs> if you were in a debate 
having to defend the benefits of pageantry. What is one argument you would make? I love this question um, <laughs> because I absolutely, I, the biggest argument I would use uh, or I'd make is I would use myself as an example. Mm -hmm. Because one of what I just explained with my dad and what I've gone through, um, I would use myself because a lot of people say, you know, because there, there is this stereotype mm -hmm. that people outside pageantry has developed and to think that this is all pageant girls or people in pageantry do. And I would use myself to break down that stereotype to say, hey, this is why I'm doing it. This is what I have done. This is how I've grown in myself since starting pageants. Because I wasn't always this confident young woman you see in front of me. I definitely, pageant helped me to break out of my shell and break stereotypes. And I, I think a lot of things that come around pageants as well, being a person of colour, a lot, a lot, especially here in the UK, it's seen that mm, maybe we're almost not good enough or we don't have what it takes. No, unless you go out there. I, I have a thing where my mom tells me, no one tells you no, you go try. When you fail, you try again until you succeed. I might have to caption that and place that in one of the points. <laughs> My mom has that saying, and it's always like you never, you don't put up um, barriers in your way before you go out there and try it. Um, others can put the obstacles, but don't you dare put up your own. Yeah. And so the big one I would use to tell people is that I would use myself, show them my growth, show them what mm -hmm. I stand for and the topics that I choose to raise in that sense, and then for them to have an understanding. And for me, if I can break down my dad with such a big religious culture of, of Rastafarian, I think I can break down anyone. So yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Love it. Um, okay, so we're coming slowly to the end of our conversation. And do you know what? I've really actually enjoyed this. Um, but I think one thing that we love about um, or what we stand for in House of Pageantry is always trying to empower each other and build each other up. So... I guess I did say that was the last question, but now this is the real last question. Um, I guess, what would you tell your younger self? Yeah, what would you tell your younger self? So my younger self, I would tell her, you are worth it. Do not ever let anyone have, anyone else's um, perception of you break you down. Whatever you look in the mirror and see, that is you and you're worth it and work with it. And many people won't know because they always see me as this confident person and don't understand that I, I, am, I am like, I have the same insecurities many may have. Um, and I did, I, I go through, I went through a phase at my younger life where I thought, you know, no, uh, you can't speak up, because, you know, you know, no one wants to know, but you know, I've passed through that and I've driven through it. And that's why I tell my younger self, you are worth it. So forget about other people and just drive yourself forward because what's the road ahead of you is going to be great. Oh, that is so lovely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having thank you for having me. with us. <laughs> I can't believe it's actually been 20 minutes already. <gasps> wow. <laughs> it fits so quickly, doesn't it? But hopefully maybe we could do a part two where we delve into a bit deeper about um, being a black woman in the pageant industry, specifically Definitely. in the UK, and then representing the south of London also, you know, they do say... <laughs>
<laughs> they do say things about the south of London, but hopefully we will have a, well, maybe in the near future, we could have a second chat just to see how things are going. And also maybe once you have your crown also, um, to see what your future plans are with the crown. But thank you so much having a chat with us with House of Pageantry. And yeah, we're here to, we look forward to seeing all the things that you do. Thank you for having me. Before I disappear, <laughs> where can we and how can we connect with you? What is your Instagram, your Facebook, your telephone number, your email, your bank details, you know, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> no. <I'll> <laughs> You can find me on Instagram, my pageant journey, you can follow on official Chanel, and it's how my name is spelled, C-H-E-N-I-E-L, and, and that will just show you a bit more about my pageant journey, my platform, and also my campaign that has launched on Facebook, it's just Chanel Henderson, as well as I do have a pageant page, which is Chanel's pageant journey. You can follow me there and feel free to reach out and ask any questions if you like. I am definitely very approachable and I'm always here to help anyone. All right then. Great. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye.